0: Howdy, welcome to another episode of Canon Calls. This week, my friend Forrest Dickerson joins us again to discuss the release of the hit show Hello Ninja on Netflix. Meet Forrest Dickerson. Forrest
1: Dickerson. Hello, hello, Ninja. (laughs) Welcome
0: back. (laughs) Uh, Friend of the program. Forrest what is your what was your official title for Hello Ninja now on Netflix?
1: <clears throat> well, consultant. I was a design consultant. Design
0: on the show. consultant.
1: But if you stick around long enough in the credits, usually, generally, just before it autoplays the next episode, it says, Just based. before then? Yeah. Okay. Although my dad told me that he had not, hadn't seen my name come up until the last episode that he saw. Okay. Because they play the whole credits. Because they, no, he skipped the credits too, too oh. quickly.
0: <laughs> Nobody's ever going to see because nobody watches the credits.
1: Usually it should be the last one. So it's based on the original art by Forrest Dickinson. That's awesome. That's very exciting.
0: Very thrilling. Yes. So we have in studio design consultant for the new.
2: <laughs>
1: assistant to the designer.
0: Assistant to the designer of the books that was based on the art of Forrest Dickinson. Forrest Dickinson. Himself. His very self. So, it released, Hello Ninja released on Netflix last, two weeks ago? Uh,
1: November 1st, at midnight. I remember because I was up working uh, on another project. I tell you what, And went to Netflix and I saw it. It just, it was not there and then it was there. It was kind of surreal.
0: We turned it on in the office. That's right. At like... 2.30 a.m.? Yeah. And it was like first thing we saw. Well, it was later than that, I think. Anyway, the first thing, on, it was like a spotlight feature on the kids thing. Yep. big. That's big stuff.
1: Yeah. I mean, is it I mean, weird? I don't know. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I, I've heard people tell, tell me that some of, for the, some of them it was a spotlight feature, some of them it was not. It depends yeah. on the algori- algorithms, Algorithm, man. Yeah. yeah. It's all about the algorithms. I it, don't that think that I've conflicts.
0: ever opened the kids thing, so I feel like I was yeah. a good test group. <laughs> yeah. Or maybe I'm the worst test group because it, it was the first thing I saw. So
1: You've never watched kids' shows on Netflix?
0: I've never opened the kids' department, but I think you can still access the kids' stuff, right?
1: From the adult stuff?
0: From the adult stuff? The adult... That it sounds, it sounds weird. weird. <laughs> no, we're just... Uh, yeah. From the... Uh, From
1: the adult side of it? Yeah, From the... uh, yeah totally. Yeah, it's just... You, you want to... A, it's, a, it's a one-way street, you know? Right. You don't want the kids finding, you know... Right. Godless, <laughs> just, yeah. for instance, and little yeah. Timmy's watching... You know, Who knows
0: that. what, you know? I don't know how this looks on your IMDb page now, but well, I, mean, I don't know. I should we check? We should. How about I check?
1: I think it. I think I have, you've
0: upped to the Annie. You also did a brand new, expanded edition of Hello Ninja through HarperCollins.
1: The book. Yep. The book. So
0: that came out like two weeks before.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. The first. Uh, around the time Netflix acquired the ip for yeah. the show right we took the board book to harper collins and they wanted to expand it into a 32 page picture book so
0: how many more pictures did that we mean were for you to do that.
1: uh <clears throat> well it was i think it was just almost exactly
2: double okay yeah the 30 a board book is
1: eight spreads 16 yeah. 16 okay. pages eight spreads so no, is 32 awesome. divided yeah. by 2 16? It is. Right on. It is exactly 16. Neat. I did that all in my head.
0: And so, <laughs> yeah, you just added, you just doubled it. That's all. Yeah, I,
1: mean. I just doubled it. And so, yeah, so Nate wrote, we we introduced uh, a bit of an arc. Okay. The story is, is uh, answering the question, what do ninjas do all day? Because we've always wanted to know. Right. And um, there's also a sneaky squirrel thief. Okay. A... Uh, a messenger who knows Kung Fu. Yep. So a Kung Fu uh mailman. Foe, mailman a letterman. A letterman. <laughs> uh anyways.
0: Spoiler alerts, obviously. And there's I repainted yeah,
1: there's a mailman. Yeah, sorry, we squirrel. Repainted the whole thing.
0: They look awesome.
1: Updated the lighting, tweaked the character design a bit to the way I got it to a place that I that is. Uh, up to standards. Yeah, up to my, up up to to my f- new standards. Up to Forrest 2019 standards. My standards are standards. only going up. <laughs> 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 Getting more snobby every, yeah, right. well, hopefully every day. I hope Certainly so. over the five-year gap. It was pu- published in 2013, and now right. it is 2019, right? Yeah, that so is So that's wild. not five years. That's six years.
0: Did you find something with Here the IMDb Here you go. Page? IMDb
1: Forrest Dickinson. First thing that pops up is the art department is in, is Genesis history. Oh, nice. That's pretty cool. I didn't know how to IMDb. I didn't know anybody knew, or I don't know. I don't know who who enters these things on IMDb.
0: I don't know. I think it's the same people who do wiki stuff, right? <laughs>
2: but who
1: are they? <laughs> <laughs> and you? I don't think you can edit that. I don't. No, but I mean.
3: What else? That's you
2: have it. On there? That's
1: all I've got. That's all you have. i uh, um, Yeah. Whoever it is is somebody keeping up to date because.
0: because yeah
1: is genesis history is great though yeah so
0: yeah so what did you do for is genesis history
1: uh the there's drawings throughout okay. that um i drew
0: can can i find that quickly easily
1: what the the movie yeah yeah i'm sure just Netflix, google it they have a, they have a nice amazon up. amazon i'm sure it's anywhere where movies okay. are sold well i don't know about streaming though
0: right if you're just on a real Forrest dickinson kick you can just have a <laughs> all marathon. three of you out there. Yeah, you could do a
3: Hi, marathon Mom. <laughs> of
0: uh... Hello Ninja is <laughs> Genesis history. And uh, did you? You can go
1: watch the Owls of Time trailer. Yes. I animated that. That's fun. That right. got a, go a comparison to Miyazaki on oh, Entertainment yeah, Weekly.
0: Yeah. Really? Did it really? Yeah. Wow. So whoever, whoever Big is, deal. Whoever's at, yeah. By the way, I at Strands.
1: What's Strands?
0: is uh, the big New York City bookstore. No. No big deal. (laughs) Uh, New York City. (laughs) Yeah.
1: Did you mention that it was in New York It was in,
0: well, it was in, yeah, it's in the Manhattan part. Wow. Big, big part. Um, I think so. I hope so. Um, (laughs) You had no idea where you were. I don't know. (laughs) I saw Miyazaki. There's like a a book about Miyazaki. There's like books coming out about him and his impact on animation. Did you know about this?
1: Well, no. It's like the starting point. Oh, I have that. I've read it.
3: <laughs> okay
1: there's I think there's two Did parts he, yeah. he, there's two of them, yes. and, and they're, um
0: one just came out, I think uh, it was still in hardback where the other one was paperback. That was the only indicators I'm,
1: there's I'm, there's I'm, there's the early, I think it's called the beginning years or the early years. Yes, and yep. then starting point, or maybe that it's it's something flipped. I don't know there's a red one and a blue one. Yes, I have the blue one. Okay. I, I think the that's one. the second one. yeah, it is the second one. so maybe I don't have the starting point, maybe I have
0: okay. Anyway, I was like, man, I almost yeah. bought it, but it was more than you I wanted. You can borrow to spend. mine. Okay, cool. Um, uh what what's it about?
1: It's it's like a it's a funny collection of interviews and essays and like memos. By him? By him. So, as a few essays by him, some like just like company memos by him. Yeah. He talks about the Studio Ghibli. Ghibli. Real quick, can you Ghibli? set
0: the Can you set the stage? Who is Miyazaki? Oh. Because it's it is a big deal that you were compared to him on entertainment.
1: Well, I mean, Ghibli.
0: From whoever that is, whoever, but I mean, you that know, was. <laughs> it doesn't matter. You know, Entertainment <laughs> Weekly did.
1: You know, uh, so uh, who's that? He's um. Well.
2: He's a ja- He's an animator. Uh huh.
1: Of, uh. Renown. Okay. In Japan. I mean, I don't know. He's, he's he's still alive. His yeah yeah still alive still cranking I think. On I mean what. I
0: think the one that I picked up was like this is a story of like the person who's made the biggest waves in animation yeah so ever. like
1: spirited away i think is one of the highest grossing films ever in japan wow it's not nominated for some kind of academy award i don't know if they accepted it or not but so spirited away is a big one and it's great it's it's a it's okay spirit one. of the and Way. it's all about
0: is it kid friendly can we recommend it uh yes okay yeah highly recommended from forest uh,
1: <laughs> it's uh it can get you know not for not for very young kids because it pretty pretty scary.
0: Okay, but it, yeah, yeah, you're not giving like, it's one of no, those. It's, it's, it's it's not like strays, when you think about you know, like Japan animation and
1: manga right, and all this right. junk, it's not that. Okay, good. It's a lot more, uh, Western in nice. its sensibilities and proportions. Proportions, <laughs> if you, yeah, and there's no, yeah, Miyazaki is yeah. not just like your your kind of pervy, got it, manga artist. Okay, <laughs> okay.
0: So he did *Spirit of the* Way, and other, other, I assume, other things. My neighbor
1: *Totoro* is a big one. Totoro. Totoro. Okay. Uh, There's a lot. Are these things? Porco Roso is great.
0: Are these things that I would read subtitles with?
1: Uh, Well, the Walt Disney, the Walt Disney Company has uh, partnered with Ghibli. Ghibli. Okay. Ghibli or <laughs> Ghibli? Ghibli. Yeah. Uh, um, you can edit that out. Okay. <laughs> <may>. <laughs> so they, they, there's English versions, and they have like, like How's Moving Castle has um, Christ, you know, what's his name, Christian Bale. Oh, okay. So big name, you know, uh, voice actor, just American Very actors nice. will. So he's he's, you know. He's a big deal. He's he's. A big so name.
0: the book is for real. Like he, this guy made waves.
1: He made waves, In and he animation. still makes waves. Okay. Um, How old is he? I don't know. Late 70s, okay. early 80s maybe. Pretty old. But, uh, yeah, pretty old. Crazy. And his son makes movies now as well. Okay. I haven't seen any of his
2: okay. son's work. But he, he just has a... F- I
1: just like his uh, approach Right. to animation filmmaking.
0: So, uh, and that was uh, Entertainment Weekly said that. Made the comparison between you and him with your <laughs> Outlaws trailer, right? Uh yeah, yeah. Which was, I mean, that was did not take forever.
1: Well, yeah, I mean, yeah, it did. I mean, not forever. It took a while. I mean, it was animation. Animation yeah. is you're just, just drawing slow. everything. So yeah, right. Okay. Yeah, Mark Beecham helped me out a lot on that one. Shout out to Mark Beecham. Shout out to Mark Beecham.
0: I should have him on here. Yeah, yeah, for doing like whatever the shady book. Biz- no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> whatever book business for the, he's the up black to. Black market. <clears> That's <clears> right. <throat> books. No. Uh okay and so I at this point you've done a few things are you gonna do you like this world do you like the animation world (laughs) have you seen behind the curtain and thought like hello the animators
1: did a fantastic job on Hello Ninja right so you um, are not the animator no I did not animate yeah I did not I so the way I um yeah like I said I was a, a consultant so we would have design calls every Friday and they would the studio up in um Vancouver. Okay. Atomic cartoons would just have a playlist of designs and then I would just give my two cents and they could take it or leave it and then and every say, now and then I, sorry, would, sorry I would say for,
0: sorry sorry <laughs> sorry sorry we'll fix it Amen. sorry. that's offensive. <laughs> okay. <laughs> We're being edgy, you know? Yeah. <laughs> okay. So uh, you, yeah, they would you would run you I remember these meetings because you would tell everybody in the office when you are still in my office, yeah, I'd say, um, "Hey, everybody, don't talk."
1: <laughs> no, it would, be, it would be much more. It wouldn't be nearly as kind or, or right. Um, that's what I'm looking for, courteous.
0: Okay, and then you would do those meetings, and they would say, "We those, did this," yeah, and you yeah, yeah, they, they would, they would
1: say, "I would say, do it again." And yeah, no, I wouldn't. What I would are do some of mean. your? I, I would. They say maybe change the color on the squirrel's armor. Right. And they would say, "You know what, Forrest? That's." the worst idea we've heard all week. And it's Friday. We've heard a lot of bad ideas. Yeah. No, and then I would, so, and every now and then I would take a design and then I would, I would take it on my end and scribble over it and then give it back okay. to them. So I ended up, my, my official title starting out was just design consultant, but afterwards I actually have a credit as a designer. So I have two credits at the end. Very nice. Very exciting. Not
0: to mention based on the art of. Yes.
1: Not to mention that. Did we mention that? Maybe <clears throat> you could mention it again.
0: Based on the original art
1: original illustrations original
0: illustrations for, for, from four uh, four six, or
1: so. by 4.6. so anyways, and then later on I'm I got a design credit too, which was fun that was nice of them,
0: yeah um, did you get credit for the font? There's a rumor no
1: around. Okay, oh good. i no, i don't I don't know if anyone is credited in the font officially in the but that, shout out to James Ingerbertson. <laughs> I, mean, <laughs> I think for a while everyone thought that I did that, at yeah. least just back and forth. Between and an Forrest was just game. like, well, I, ah, maybe I did, maybe I didn't. You know, it, was, it, was, it was my guy. It yeah. was my My team. Right. It, it was Team Idaho. Team That's team the way law. we refer to ourselves as Team Idaho. Because <laughs> we had Team, well. Canada. Atomic in Canada. And then LA, Atomic LA, which was okay. Team, well, just LA. Team law. And then okay. Team Idaho was yeah. its own special thing.
0: What, uh, is there anything you're super proud of in particular of adjustments you made or like suggestions you made? And they took those, they thought they were very insightful. And then you said, I'm very proud of this. When you, when you see it, like when you see it, what do you oh, what do you think? What are some standout moments? What can the people at home look for? And when it happens, they can look to their relatives and be like, you know, you I know heard what's funny? I talk about this.
1: It's, part. it's, I only see the things that, that make me cringe I Think. oh I think man it, I, why did I do that or we, I should have you know we, I wish we could have done that differently but there's and there's there's a handful of those but the the majority of it I think is great yeah and I don't I don't know what I about have, your
0: fish what about the fish skeleton
1: the fish skeleton that I didn't I didn't design that no you didn't no oh, okay I think I offered a note that they ignored <laughs> <laughs> okay all right okay. and the fish like I think there's a fish in every other episode that fish yeah gets around it's pretty awesome
0: it's a great fish yeah now with animation things that i learned while you were doing this is it like it costs money to make things cooler that's <laughs> how i understand it pretty
1: much yeah you can you absolutely can buy coolness right which i mean that's nothing that you can go that you can go down to jc Penney's and buy the coolest new thing right or the gap you know yeah, or that's a cool place yeah. or ross we went to
0: one of the Ralph internet ones, Ralph Breaks Something.
1: Ralph Breaks the Internet 2. No, it was It was just Ralph Breaks the Internet because that is the second one. First one was just called Wreck-It.
0: Oh, right. right. Yeah. And was it his hair? I don't know. There was something, and that was like the first thing you mentioned. It was like, wow, they spent a lot of on this <laughs> well, hair. I oh, forget really? what it was. I think it was maybe at the end.
1: At, well, at the end, Ralph himself turns into like a,
0: Oh yeah, like, toxic, A toxic masculinity guy. <laughs> this is
1: roiling mass of toxic masculinity.
0: <laughs>
2: and he's yeah.
1: he's like multiple like he's yeah. like two skyscrapers high, okay. and he's just made up of little ones of tiny yes, like tiny yes, like insecure Ralphs, <laughs> yeah. just like this like toxic, massive yeah. Ralph toxicity just <laughs> yeah. crawling over it himself. And I thought, man, yeah. the computing power that went into that could send humans to. Mars, the moon, and back, or even Mars, five, That's five times. <laughs> yeah. No, I mean, I was gonna say five hundred times, but I mean, it's it's nuts. They there was there's an episode in Hello Ninja, um, cake something. They're baking a cheesecake for their mom's birthday. I can't remember it's called baking for bachon maybe, and they go to the Valley of the Beans because they need the vanilla bean. Okay, it's seldom seen vanilla valley bean, which is pretty fantastic.
3: Okay,
1: um, and that bean Valley because it's also. Part of the 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 ticking clock in the episode is that the sun is setting. They only have a certain amount of time to make this cake before Mom's birthday is over. Yeah. So, and the Valley of the Beans. You know, it's I don't know how many hundreds of thousands of beans we had in there, but yeah, it destroyed the the uh, render farms up in Canada. Really? (laughs) Why? I mean, not literally. They were fine. They weren't smoking, but but it, it just they slumped to to render hundreds of thousands of beans in. A late afternoon situation. Tell I mean, me. that's a lot of computing. Computing better. Just you're tracing, you're tracing light rays bouncing off of this and that and the other thing, and then I mean, it's. But How it's pretty it, cool that yeah, like, it's it's amazing. That you can do it.
0: So I don't remember who did. Was it DreamWorks that did? Ralph. Uh
1: no, that was Dizzy. Disney, Disney. Yeah. Pixar. Dizzy. Dizzy. Oh just Disney.
0: Disney. Straight up Disney. Just straight oh yes, Disney. because of the princess. Because of the princess. Were, I remember uh the okay. uh so they're leisure like, princesses, yes, no, well, yeah, no yeah, princesses, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they seemed uh less pleasant than I remembered
3: most of them,
1: but <laughs> <laughs> uh, you know they had to they had to redesign a good chunk of their princesses because you yeah. go back, yeah, to the old Disney movies, and well, that's back when princesses were just princesses,
0: just regular old princess gals, yeah, yeah. Uh okay, well, that answers I feel like asking the question I was going to ask. I was gonna ask about like how would Disney's rendering farm compare to atomics, but I imagine it's probably well it's all invasive. yeah
1: it's just total it's just budget right you can okay. just buy you can buy the, the computers, buy the software, and yeah, do that and then I'm
0: sure Disney found money somewhere
1: I mean now obviously you have yeah you're not hurting <laughs> yeah uh then the I mean really though it's. A render farm is just really fancy, like a really fancy pencil or really fancy oil paint. Okay. So it's just technology and artists have always been using the latest tech to tell a story.
0: Back when they used to find like the rocks that made the most profound. Yeah,
1: man. It's just a really expensive cave painting. Yeah, right. Telling the story of what do ninjas do all day? Let me get out my chunk of ochre that I found down by the quarry and... I'll tell you, and I'll tell you. I'm reading a book right now called "The Story" or "The History of Color."
3: Okay, that title could be completely
1: wrong. It's fascinating. It's just called. All I know is it has the word "color" on the cover. (laughs) Okay, and uh, I just finished the chapter on ochre, yellow, like which is a yellowish. Okay, can also be red, reddish, reddish yellow ochre. Anyways,
0: it's on that spectrum though.
1: It's on that spectrum, and this this lady, um, I can't remember the author's name. I'm gonna do a terrible job of pitching this book but you should get it uh she the introduction um she remembers she was when she was a little girl she her she and her dad were in some cathedral somewhere in europe i think and her dad looked at this stained glass window and he said do you see that color of blue we still don't know how to make that color of blue today and she said her world just like fell apart in a good way yeah which is awesome. That's like, that's fascinating. You think about the way colors are made and I mean, brown used to be made. There was a a, a type of brown that could only be created from decomposing bodies. So Europeans, <laughs> this is like, I think 1800s. There was a whole mummy trade people, from Egypt to like England. People would be digging up mummies, shipping them to the UK. And then um, one colorist, color man they were called, Would uh, he, he, was, he said that he could get a whole year's worth of brown from just one body (laughs) or maybe it was 20 years the numbers are off but i know (laughs) (laughs) i got brown for days brown for days there's and it's yeah so wow and and then so this the first chapter on on ochre this lady goes to um australia and digs deep into the aboriginal art down there which is which is pretty fascinating on its own There's, there's the whole like cultural significance of certain colors of paintings and, and like, you know, secrets, stories about the rainbow serpent. Okay. And
0: this is just in the first chapter on the first chapter on
1: ochre. So she goes, each chapter is a color. So this chapter I just started is on brown and black. Okay. Which some, uh, you know, was really poo-pooed by the impressionists because there is no black in nature.
3: <laughs> Boy, were they wrong! <laughs> and now here we are. And now here like we are dunking on them. Yeah.
1: It, so if you think about additive versus subtractive light, uh-huh. additive is think um, sunlight, stage light, anything that's producing photons, right? Right. So if you add a computer screen is on the RGB spectrum, red, green, and blue. Okay. Your TV is RGB. So if you take red, green, and blue with additive, you you can mix them together. And create all the other, all the rest of the colors that we see on the on your TV screen. Really? Yeah. So, but if you're doing subtractive color, it, you're mixing paint. You're, um, it's like that's the CMYK: cyan, magenta, yellow, and black. The K is black. Okay. Um. So, does that make sense? Yeah. 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 So, um, white is on a TV screen, white is the presence of all the colors. So you're shining red, green, and blue. You put all three colors on top of each other and you put them together and it turns out to be, and it, and it makes, creates white.
0: And MCYK?
1: No. In MCYK, you put all the colors together um, and it makes black. C- not MCYK, CMYK. CMYK, sorry. <laughs> well, the, so they, they add black in there just to get that really true black. Okay. Um, but so let's say, you ha- you know, if you have your, because if, if you mix a whole spectrum of paints, you're going to get something kind of a grayish. It's not going to be black. You have to mix some darker values in order to get black. So if I'm painting outside, it's going to be like viridian and ultramarine deep and alizarin, something like that. In the same way that white is the presence of all the colors in an additive situation, black is the presence of all the colors in a subtractive situation. Okay, so if you look at a painting that's got black in it, um that's that, that is that's like it's in the same way that white we think of white as like the the purest form because right. it's all the colors that's the right. common that's so, what I have yeah, heard yeah that. black is it's similar with black on a in a painting it is it's the same it's a presence of all the colors in that because you can't
0: that's so wild
1: yeah so so people that they think oh black, you shouldn't use black like well, why not so the
0: impressionists didn't like it.
1: No. Because it can you know, be found in nature. They've, they've discovered new frontiers by not liking it. So the impression. <laughs> it can be forgiven them. We learned a lot yeah. from the impressionists.
0: I saw a few impressionist paintings myself recently.
1: What would you like? I didn't see much black
0: as I think <laughs> about it now. Uh, Degas wasn't too into the black that I remember. Or Monet. Or Monet. Manet.
1: Manet. Manet. Or Monet.
0: Neither of those two. No. No. Um, yeah, it seems all very. Yeah, I'd be uh... curious
1: to know if, like, which impressionist, if there was one, who thought. Mm. Forget you guys. I'm using black.
0: Yeah, who was the first?
1: I don't know. I'll have to find out.
0: Um, okay. So, and you don't know anything about that book enough to plug it.
1: What book? The color book? No, I, I'm, I don't know enough about it, but I'm still plugging it. I mean, cause... you're plugging it, but not. I meant. Um, oh yeah, like title. I can't say author. definitively whether, you know, <laughs> the author. I don't think is a Christian. Sure. She has, I mean, you know, she talks about evolution and things like that. Yeah. Come on, you know, whatever. But to embark on a journey across the planet for and, color, for color, that's a great idea. Very cool. Very cool.
0: Brown blows my mind now. I will. Uh...
1: <laughs> Did you? You just read the Big Sleep by Chandler, is it Raymond yes. Chandler. Yeah. So I'm working on that as well. Are you? And uh, what's the the hitman's name? With the starts of the C and his. The way he describes him, he gets like one sentence of description, or like a couple sentences. And the way that he's described is that he's just a a brown man. He's got like a brown suit, brown hat, and and it's like a car, and it might as well be brown. (laughs) Anyways, and that he's pretty sassy. That made me think about the color brown. Okay, yeah. Recently as well. So we've both recently recently been thinking about brown.
0: A Raymond Chandler book.
1: Um, Well, it just popped in my head because I spent all Friday reading it because I was sick.
0: Oh really? All day. You should be like almost definitely ill. What? Were you cruising for the No, that book? yeah, I
1: was, but um, I didn't quite finish it.
0: Yeah, great book. It is the book of the No Quarter November trailer for those who want another Easter egg. Fun fact. Fun fact, and uh, I remember there was a while that we were finishing like getting everything lit, you know, so we were torching the rest of the deal, and yeah. Doug just had to sit there, and he was reading, <laughs> and we told him to stop reading, and he was just like, "Man, Chandler's story grip is just so good. I want to hey, yeah. keep reading. It's fantastic." <laughs>
1: And his, I kept reading, like, metaphors and things like that out loud to Danielle.
0: Very good. Yeah. I used, I had several written down. There was one oh, where he yeah. says, uh, an army of minutes passed by.
1: Yeah. He, he, he gets that one good. a couple times. Yeah. I think. Um, it's funny, too, because um, this, I don't know if it was, like, the book, but this was one of the biggest. I think people point to this book as, like, the book that kicked off the. The genre. The genre yeah. of, like gritty detective novels. Pot Boiler. What is it called? Pot Boiler Detective. Pot Boiler. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Are you experiencing the thing I did where you are noticing things that are now... Clichés? Tropes? Yeah, a trope. A cliche and a trope. So it's like, I had the feeling while I'm reading it where I'm like, oh, this is such a cliche and trope, but it wasn't... (laughs) No, it's like Shakespeare. He's making it. It's like the
1: the, the woman who didn't want to read Shakespeare because (laughs) it was full of clichés. Yeah. It's the same thing. It's like, It's so fun to read Chandler and realize that this is like ground zero for... that cliche or and it's it's all over the place it's it's
0: yeah i think i was surprised by how well it's written for something that's such a um generally kind
1: of a campy genre
0: yeah those campy genres are definitely usually more like here's the structure and just write it now you know everything Uh is predetermined you just change the names change the there's a few things you change and it's done but man he's so well written yeah, he metaphors can write. are great and I <laughs> I love the voice.
1: See, so cynical. <laughs> cynical. Yeah. Just a touch of misogyny as well, I'd say.
0: Uh, a touch? <laughs> a, a touch. And yeah, but, I, man, I hunted you know. down the Goodreads reviews and people either really like Chandler or like they read him for women's studies, like literally. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah. Just to show like how this misogynistic how and and terrible so funny cause, the
1: world is. Yeah. Speaking of books that people point to as uh, misogynistic, misogynistic, but not misogynistic. This one's, I just I just recently read King Solomon's Minds as well. Oh, okay, I which is read a, that one. is super fun. Okay, H. Ryder Haggard. Um, that one he I think he does cross the line into <laughs> like quite Sol- he, he's Solomon's actually, Minds guy. Yeah. Okay. He does actually get because these Haggard is Haggard. Okay. They uh, it's a just a treasure story. I mean, in Africa, you know. Oh wow. Elephant hunter leads a couple of guys down into Zululand and Is they, this there's a, a witch doctor and they thing? find King Solomon's mind. Oh wow. Spoiler alert. Um That I'm one sure. that one I think is similar to Chandler, maybe okay. well now we're going 30s. off on random stuff. But he yeah, I he, there's he's he's a, maybe a little bit racist.
0: Okay. I Probably.
1: brought that one up at U of I. More problematic. As a potential final project. I told my teacher maybe I was thinking of illustrating King Solomon's minds. Had he heard of it? And he looked at me like I was a crazy person. Yeah. That was, you know. Little did me.
0: he know you were Forrest Dabney Dickinson. No. <laughs> <laughs> um, so I was going to tell you too, I am reading um, Understanding Comics.
1: Scott McCloud.
0: That you loaned me. Yeah, it's a good one. Because I've recently fallen down the comic book slide.
1: Whatever it is. Is it a hole? A slide?
0: I do think it's a hole, and I think like I clung to the one fireman's pole that's like a really good one, like I, bone. I yeah, bone, yeah. by Jeff Smith, and hey, maybe I, you should
1: get him on this on Cannon calls <laughs>
0: <laughs> I was definitively told by his assistant that this show was not fit
1: I don't know um, why, I mean, I don't either I even would, said would...
0: i even I even said I told you this that I linked to someone else who recently made their. Netflix debut. <laughs> and apparently, they still didn't think that whatever you had to yeah, say Smith, was good enough. Have you heard of Forrest Dick? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, Jeff Smith wrote awesome. a, a series called Bone, comic book series by Scholastic Now. It's, yeah, it's Scholastic. now by Scholastic.
1: Or Graphics, which is Scholastic.
2: Graphics. In yep. print. Graphics. Is,
0: yeah. Soon to be on Netflix. And anyway, there's a big giant tome on Forrest's shelf in his office. And I've been staring at it for two years. Finally read it. Really, really. Well, oh, and it. you've
1: mocked me for it.
2: Mocked you for it. it's yeah. too
0: big. Simply too big. It's simply it's simply too big. A, simply too big. <laughs> I'm not joking when I say a tome. Real, it's
1: huge. It's a phone book.
0: It's four or five in. It's four inches at least.
1: Well, I mean, it's twelve um, years and and nine books. I don't know how many books there were. Right, and then I discovered. Wait, are there
0: nine? There's nine books. Oh
1: wow, that's that's a good. That's a very. Louisian. Louisian.
0: Yeah. Um, and so then I found out. So I took it off fourth shelf. I opened it and started to read it, just like it being in my hand. And I was like, "This I can't." So I I quickly Amazon a used book. Book of one, the two, first three, four, five, one. six, seven, eight, nine. So then I bought all nine books. Um, I went. What's up?
1: Now I'm thinking about Planet Narnia. Oh wow! And what? What if Jeff Smith? Because Jeff yeah. Smith, I don't know if actually Lewis was as much of an influence as Tolkien there. And he didn't know about playing Narnia. No. So He but mentioned Narnia at oh some well. point
0: on a thing.
1: I mean everyone's everyone but he, everyone's he read. It.
0: But I had enjoyed that so much. I'm not somebody when I look down at a bookstore at the comic book thing, I'm like, yikes. You know? I feel like I probably need a shower after just <laughs> like looking at a few covers. So yeah. um I was very surprised by how much I enjoyed it. And then I borrowed the Amulet series from you, read the first one on the plane. Um, yeah it's good stuff you worked on the 8th book
2: I did I it.
3: that's not on something. the
0: IMDB page
3: nope
0: um, but all that to say so now I borrowed Understanding Comics from you and I just I was just in I just traveled to New York for a little trip and I was in St. very cool Patrick's St. Patrick's I think it's St. Patrick's Cathedral on 5th Ave very big deal
1: oh that's right by Ground Zero
0: yeah, uh, not far. I think it's like right after it's right outside of like Times Square.
1: Pretty sure Harper is the building right across the street. I'm pretty sure I was waiting oh well, let me just let me just look it up. Okay, before. I'll talk while go you ahead.
0: do that. So um one thing that Scott McCloud talks about in understanding comics was that um the genre is usually reserved for what we think of, like people that go to uh, like Strange cats for comics, uh, comic books, but really <laughs> comics, like the, the form itself has been around forever. Um, and as I looked up at the, uh, the stained glass windows, as you mentioned, you were talking about those earlier. I think uh, I'm wrong. You, yeah. Because I think this is on like Fifth Ave.
1: Yeah. And I don't know. I, have, I don't know about New York. I'm fine I know.
0: Right. What do you know? What do I know? You grew up in a trailer park. <laughs>
1: um,
0: <laughs> right next to Brian Cole and Look at him. Went to Oxford.
1: Yeah, no, it's not near Ground Zero. Okay. At all.
0: But all that to say, I looked up and I nudged the person next to me and I said, "Those are the first comic books at the stained glass windows."
1: You said that. I said to that. some stranger. Yeah. <laughs> did, did they run? They laughed. They laughed and then just kept going. What was your? Was it very knowing? Like.
0: I just yeah. I kind of like just was like, look at that. Oh. Check that cool. out. They well, were already looking at them. That's I not said, true though,
1: because. Uh, cave paintings. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah,
0: well then, yeah. So, but it only just goes back. So, yeah. You know, all that to say, that's all I have on comic books. I'm, I'm enjoying them. Yeah. Uh, at least the few that I've been given. Maybe we would just put out. They should be highly recommended by people you trust. You know,
2: for anything.
1: Comic books. There's a rare few. Tintin and Asterix are always great. Aster- Asterix the Gaul. Okay. I
0: didn't tell you, but it Strand's at that very nice bookstore in New York City. Where you were. Where I was recently, Manhattan. Um, I got uh, the authoritative Calvin and Hobbes.
1: Wow. Well, the, New York would have. Yeah. That right, because they are the authority on everything, aren't they?
0: Yes. Yes. Very important place. <laughs> and anyway, so I got that. I've been I've been uh, enjoying that quite a bit. I also got a illustrated kids book by Dylan Thomas, poet, Welsh poet, uh, Christmas book.
2: Was that the I forget have what it's it
0: called. I haven't. I have brought it, but I haven't showed it to
1: you. Was the authoritative Calvin and Hobbes very heavy? Yes. Yeah, so did you put it on the plane, or did you ship it back?
0: I shipped it back. Nice. Um, because I wanted to read Amulet and keep going through understanding You wanted to read Hobbes. your other comic book. Yes. So Jake is still single. <laughs> I don't know. What does that mean? Why that uh, <laughs> has anything to do with what I was, what I was reading. Um,
1: but you're, you're, what did you say, a connoisseur? Of the comic form,
0: I would say now, yeah. After yeah. maybe like sixteen days in the in the form and the genre, <laughs> uh,
1: are we? Uh, where are we going with this? <laughs> no, I really. Is this canon calls or is this going to yeah. be something else? It is. Yeah, Forrest wow, like you know what we're, we're doing. That's this is what canon calls has come to recycling. Me,
0: well, friend of the program.
1: You know what? I'm I'm always happy to be in here. I just want to make sure I'm giving you the best content.
0: No, it is the best content.
1: Okay. Wow. I feel like it's. You amazing. heard it here, folks. D- From Jay,
0: has come on again, but I don't know if the I don't know if the audio worked, so we'll have to redo it. <laughs> um, record. well, I was over there. He was over here, and he wasn't doing what I'm doing with this microphone.
1: So, okay. Anyways, anyway, so comics. Comics are great. So they get poo-pooed, but here's the thing. This is a, this is a yeah, Judge sell. Smith, yeah, sell comics. Sell for somebody comics. Who would never do it? It's it's just gonna sell the medium. Not gonna sell a particular story. Okay. But so. It is kind of halfway between film and prose. The thing about comics, though is that well, if you're watching a movie it's it's all it's just washing over you it's all it's a very passive experience. You have to really work to like stay alert and to try and notice what's going on and because c- just by the nature of the medium it's you're just receiving information and it's all the work has been done for you. The director decides when and where to cut, what to show, and then you watch it in. 24 frames per second or 60 frames per second. I don't know. Uh,
0: depends on the shot.
1: It really depends. With, you know, with prose, though, you're, you're actively building, you're, you know, you and the author walking hand in hand into... Side by side. Side by side. You know, hopefully the author's not not creep. Usually, into though. Into some place that you either should or shouldn't be. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> because, and so you're, you're given this very visceral experience that is, I think, a lot more effective than a film. Because it's so personal because you are building it in your own head, yeah you're creating these you're creating experience and memories that feels that can feel as if they were your own so when you say effective,
0: you mean effective unto
1: stickiness possess, like, possession yeah, 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 yeah making them your own yeah making it your own okay. <clears throat> comics are you' still you're being given the visuals, so there's you know um, that's one level that the author is Kind of handing to you. That's another like. So it's a little more passive in that sense, but especially with someone like Jeff Smith and Bone, it's it's very it's pretty spare, and you're still you're still uh, there's a there's opportunity to kind of picture a world beyond the lines, which he does through character, story, and pacing things like that. You can still like get the sense that there's a bigger, broader world out there. But the big thing in comics that makes it an active um, experience is that is the gap between. The drawings, where you're given one drawing, where a character is, you know, standing up, or there's a great panel in Bone, where, in the first few pages, I think, where Bone runs off a cliff. Yeah. And the first cliff, the first image, he's in a cloud of locusts at the time, because so he can't see that. The cliff runs off. Then you see his feet dangling above the air. The next panel is him, I don't know, dropping. He bounces off a ledge, and then lands, you know, uh, in his in the pile of dirt at like the that, bottom that, yeah. that, maybe it's snow it's hard to tell. <laughs> but you're but you're the the reader is the one putting all that together you're just given these snapshots and you but you're the one making him fall the sound effects are happening in your head so you're still participating in a more active sense it's not just you know a movie on paper which i think is probably why people think it's such a lame experience or a lame medium yeah so mediums it's the same with like impressionism. I mean, there's all kinds of different methods yeah. that get a lot of shade thrown up, thrown at them, because the first artists to experiment in that method were either just childish or hated God. Or <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you know, there's a spectrum there. <laughs> sure, there's <laughs> <laughs> between childish and
0: hated God for sure. I do want to. Ask you how important Hello Ninja is. Hello Ninja. Is. Should I
1: break? Should we? Break? <laughs> what were you? What were you gonna ask me?
0: But before I would do that, I want to ask. So with Christmas coming, yeah, um, let's say somebody is now convicted by your pitch for comics. For comics, what what are some like really good starters for like maybe some stocking stuffers?
1: Uh, uh, Calvin and Hobbes. Okay. Like I said, Tintin, Asterix. Tintin.
0: What is that? I don't know if I've ever Legault. seen it or heard you talk about
1: it. It is, yeah. Have I? You, always, you tune out I right tune after tune out right Tintin.
0: after Tintin, I know. Hergé.
1: Hergé. Uh, okay. Okay, and then the Amulet series by Kazu's great. Okay. That's got eight books in it so far. He's writing a ninth right now.
0: Okay, and you worked on the eighth, so it doesn't get much better than that.
1: A teeny tiny bit.
0: Um, yeah, because I bought the Calvin and Hobbes. Next, I'll do Tintin. Um, I want to start buying the Carl Barks series. Oh,
1: yeah. Then there's that. So, Donald Duck, Carl Barks. Yeah. The Donald Duck comics as, I don't know if written and illustrated or just illustrated. Probably written and illustrated by Carl Barks. Those are good. That's good. Good, clean fun.
0: Very good, clean fun. Um, some of what sent me down this, and then I want to talk to you about my question. Okay. But the last thing I want to say about the Jeff Smith series, like what fascinated me, he said that the two fundamental influences were Karl Barks and the Lord of the
1: Rings. Yes. And it shows.
0: And it's such a, a really cool and, at least to me, very unique set of influences that really worked out well and effectively and something that kept me going in terms of in like bone. in yeah. bone. Yeah. Very silly, but at the same time, there's like there's a whole universe here, mm-hmm. and it just keeps unveiling and unveiling and unveiling. And uh I didn't like everything about it, but uh, in in as a whole, it was very unique. And I wow, I wanna. It was fun. Very fun. Which very fun.
1: And I put in my Goodreads really account. You should, you should,
0: yeah, <laughs> right. That's very true. And I think I put in my Goodreads account. I think there's uh, it's there for all ages. It says that on the thing. This is mm-hmm. for all ages. I thought there was. More cleavage. I thought it was weird for the cleavage. Yeah. For the all ages. There, he
1: he's a bit of a feminist.
0: Yep. Yeah. And ends it like a feminist. So. Yeah. uh Anyway, but that's. But not that's, so much that you should.
2: That you shouldn't. It. Yeah. I There's think things it's things
0: there. It's a fun book mm-hmm. and recommend it. Um, with the uh, you made a comment about important or not important. Anything is well. You you were in ref in context. You were talking about. Marvel, Captain America, and Black Panther. Black Panther, there was a real move. I don't think there was anything. I haven't I haven't noticed a move to make them, like, the cultural moment important, like I did with Black Panther. That was obviously a moment. No, I'm just moment. thinking
1: about all the, like, Wonder Woman was another one. Oh, yes. Well, and now the Joker. Right. Batman was, Batman kind of yeah. kicked off did the new. Did you see Joker, by the way? No. Okay. Did you? I did. Was it
2: trash?
0: Uh, Yeah. Yeah.
1: I saw a fantastic tweet the other day that said, "I don't remember what the first part said, <laughs> but the punchline okay. was great." Okay. <laughs> uh, something about the Joker movie has, you know, there, everyone was worried that it was going to be all these shootings at theaters because yeah. of the incel movement, yada right. yada. And it's like the worst thing that, or the worst thing. The only thing the Joker movie has succeeded in doing is. Uh, gentrifying a staircase in Brooklyn. <laughs> <laughs> yes, you can.
0: Google, you can. Did you go, by the way? I Did didn't.
1: Jake? I don't know if you know this. He was recently in New York City. Right. But I think he spent most of his Very time in Manhattan.
0: Important. The authoritative. Uh, well, I slept in Brooklyn. And hopefully, um, in a house. Yes. In a bed. On a couch. Yeah. And on a couch. But you can Google Map the Joker Stairs. Yeah. And it'll take you right there.
1: <laughs> and a bunch of people are dancing you know <laughs> dancing just like the goof. things that you know, yeah, that stick it's so
0: <laughs> is is any art culturally important yeah, absolutely, like weighty, this is a moment this will change lives,
1: yeah, definitely,
0: okay, not Helen Ninja though,
1: well, no, so think about the uh the church calendar. Okay. And the feast days. Yeah. You know that they're not. People aren't just eating on feast days. They're eating every day, right? Right. And every now and then they're snacking. Yeah. Even <laughs> a little PB manna here, a little quail. Yeah. Little feet yeah. there. <laughs> yeah. Peanut butter and jelly. Whatever quail. it is. Yeah. <laughs> right. Uh, so ninja is a snack. You okay. know. Yeah. It's not a feast day. Right. Every now and then, some some piece of art comes along that is highbrowed, does not give a rip what you think about it, and just. Or some, some art comes along that is lowbrow and punches up, which is always my favorite, because it's not pretending to be something super, you know, hoity-toity.
0: Right. What, what's an example of that?
1: Oh, man. Well, back to the Miyazaki. Spirited Away is, I think, something that's for, for children. It's lowbrow. It has to be commercially successful. But that's, that's, that's a movie that's all about the um, kind of the collision of capitalist America and a post-war Japan. Okay. So it's 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 a huge part of it is about capitalism. Can the next generation of Japanese children remember their own heritage, you know, pre-war heritage? Right. And or are they just gonna sell out to the American pigs? <laughs> that West. And it's yeah, great. Okay. Um, so that's that's an example of something that's that's like you know fun, but Low-row. there's a, there's another thing going on at sure. the same time. In,
0: Okay. it's a good time.
1: Um, yeah, what was your question? I don't remember.
0: What uh, I mean, like, well, how important are things? You know, like,
1: how important are things? Yeah, I mean, Hello Ninja is not. We're not. It's not a discursive discourse. What's the word?
0: A disc a discourse. <laughs> <laughs> it's uh. It's di- uh, not a a pretentious jaunt. enough. I think discursus. Um, discursive. Uh,
1: <laughs> it's not a discursive jaunt into. You know,
0: the problems of the problems of the evil. West.
1: But here's the thing the goal for Ninja was to entertain without damaging.
0: <laughs> okay.
1: So we want yeah, kids that. to watch it and have fun. We want it to feed imaginations, which are very, very important. Your kids grow up without an imagination and they will be yanked this way and that by anybody with an imagination. Sure. Um,
0: with a poor one or not.
1: With a poor one or not. Because to have any sort of vision, for your life, for your family, it requires imagination. Yep. To be able to see the world the way that God made it, to be able to, you know, interact with it, it requires imagination. You see you see something, you see the dirt, and you think, how could I turn this into an iPhone? You the sand? It. The sand. Yep. And how can you guys, how, how can you look at anything and think, and see something that could be, but is not? Right. Requires imagination. So in that sense, Hello Ninjas. Imagination.
0: Yeah. The so most you're, <laughs> so yeah, yeah, you're you're just uh you're giving No really yeah. You're but giving the PB and J's PB and J. Because because so one day
1: hopefully one of the kids that watches it will
0: be president. <laughs> yeah,
1: yeah. That'd be great. Maybe Donald Trump Jr. is watching it. He's like um, 12,
0: 11. Oh Donald Trump Junior is no. a man. Yeah, so uh, Donald Trump Junior Junior. Yeah. His kid. Yeah, I think he's like fourteen or so. I don't know. I, he hasn't been in the news lately. He's not been triggering the libs <laughs> lately, so I don't know what he's up to or how old he is. Forrest um, Dickinson, thanks so much for being on. Hello Ninja is on Netflix. Get you know, your own account. Maybe get your in-laws' account. And Start
1: a 30-day free trial. Start a 30-day free Snack trial. Snack on some ninjas and then get out of there.
0: And then get out of there and imagine something great. Look at the dirt <laughs> and imagine, you know, who
2: knows? The
1: what? next Hello Ninja Kid Show on it.
0: Right. Which, you know, who knows?
1: Gotta rein you can reinvent the PB and J.
0: Uh, do you have anything you want to plug? Oh, go like Forrest Dickinson at Facebook. You can follow him on Twitter. Mm-hmm. He's got an Instagram too.
1: Instagram is more important. The most important for my stuff. For his genre I for post my medium. For my medium. Yep. But Twitter, he will I don't think I've ever start posting anything. more often. Will I? Did I say that?
0: better. Yep. And then keep getting me things for the Facebook. And then, uh, <laughs> thanks so much, get, man. Uh, yeah. I don't know what else to say, but... Uh, Go watch
1: Hell Ninja over and over and over and over and over and over.
0: Yeah, just keep racking up those minutes. Thanks for coming in, dude. You can say bye.
1: Bye. <laughs>